Okay, good. All right, well, let me start off. Um, get your uh, swords out. Get your Bibles out. Bible apps, if that's how you roll. Um, and we're going uh, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna share a lot of Scripture today. Um, and I'm going to count on the delivering God's Word to you and the Holy Spirit indwelling in you to do all the work. And then I won't have much opinion to, to share. Um, and I'll give a disclaimer when it's my opinion or you're, it'll be pretty evident. But um, I, I believe that the Word does not return void. And, and it says in, inside it that it will not. And so I trust that's true. And um, so... In preparation to deliver this, I've just been praying, Lord, just um, just use me, just uh, may I be a mouthpiece. You give me the words, give me the scriptures to present and uh, uh, the, the message that you want to give. And um, if there's a title um, it, that I could put on it, um, it's really kind of hard to do, but uh, I came up with, I have some good news and I have some bad news. So... Uh, um, it reminded me of, I was talking to Kyle a little earlier, it reminded me of a uh, um, um, television commercial a while back that um, they would have different, uh, they had a, I think it was a surgeon one time came in, talked to the family, says, I got some good news and I got some bad news. And they were like, well, give us the good news first. And he said, well, I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance. So, so I guess there wasn't any other good news besides that. But um, anyway, that's not the good news I'm presenting today, but... It's uh, sort of what we have to do sometimes when we have bad news. We always have to remember that there's good news. I, um, one thing, um, and I, 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 I work in construction, so I remodel homes, and I'll find um, surprises, in, you know, obviously remodeling old houses, and, and there's going to be additional charges. So um, I kind of use that with my clients. I got some good news and some bad news, and they would ask for the good news, and I tell them I save money on my car insurance, and then I would share with them the bad news that the bill's going to be a little higher because we found some surprises and we're going to have to deal with termite damage or whatever it is. But, um, but with believers, I think um, there's always some good news, even if there's bad news, and the good news is um, that God is still on His throne. So uh, in the event that we're getting... Uh, we're receiving bad news or we have to give bad news, there's always good news associated with it because God is still on his throne. He's still, um, he's, um, Jesus is still at his right hand and, and, and interceding for us. So uh, let me open in prayer real quick. Lord, I just uh, pray that you would anoint um, the message that you give through me, Lord, that I would just um, be transparent, get out of the way and allow you to to continue to move. Lord, thank you for what you've done so far in this service. Holy Spirit, for showing up, for uh, anointing the, the worship and uh, uh, creating the atmosphere. Um, so I don't want to blow it, Lord. Just um, just take control of my body and my mouth and, uh, and use me, Lord, uh, as a vessel in your hands. So Lord, mold me. Just, um, Lord, I pray that the hearts here would receive it uh, with gladness. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, let's do this. Let's open up to uh, Romans chapter 8. And I have notes. I don't know how this is going to go, people, because I'm not good with notes. Um, 
I'm more freestyle. Um, I, every time I try to stick to my notes, it kind of messes me up. So we're going to try it here. So just just bear with me. Ask Kyle. I can't even use the music sheets. I can't follow. I just got. I'm more freestyle. Just you put music in front of me and tr tell me to follow, and I'm 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 going to be all over the place. I'm better just left to myself. So, anyways, but I do have scripture references, so we're going to stick with that. So let's open up to Romans chapter eight. And we're going to read from there. I'm, just so you'll know, I'm reading from the New King James Version. If you're using an app and want to follow word for word, uh, do the New King James. And uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We'll start at verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So, the fir I remember the first time I heard this scripture. It was uh, probably uh, about two weeks before I got saved. Uh, we wandered in, in, into a church. It's a long story, but part of my testimony. And they were um, doing, they were going through the book of Romans. And not, I don't remember how long into uh, um, our visit there. But they read this scripture and the congregation rejoiced when it was read because they were not under condemnation. So I heard a couple of things. Let me read it again. I'll give you guys another opportunity. That was your cue. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's, we're not under condemnation. And so what the scripture reminds you of is if you're receiving condemnation, then one of two things is one, it's coming from the, the author of lies. Or two, you're not in Christ Jesus and you're not walking according um, to the spirit. So uh, that's kind of the way I a lot of times the way I study scripture, the way I administer scripture or the way I do the, the men's Bible study is. I kind of do, uh, I'll read a scripture like, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That's the good news. What's the bad news? There's condemnation for those who are not in Christ Jesus and are walking according to the flesh, not according to the Spirit. So, um, that's kind of the way I, I look at everything is what does that mean? That means, okay, we're, we're good, but there are people that are, that are under condemnation. Um, and um, that, that attitude that, that the congregation had when they heard that scripture was contrary to what it, what, what it made me feel. I didn't feel like, wow, awesome. Because, why? Because I, I hadn't received Jesus yet. It caused me to want what they had. It caused me to desire. <laughs> I wanted to rejoice at the hearing of that, but I couldn't. Because I didn't know what walking in according to the Spirit. I didn't know all the details of this, but I knew that they had something to celebrate, and I didn't, really. So, um, it caused me to realize my spiritual depravity, my... my, my uh, dead spiritual condition 
um, along with you know the gospel. A couple, of, a, a few chapters down, we got to chapter ten um, in Romans, where it says, um, "If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved." And he said, "Are there any people, anybody here that wants to do this?" And me and my wife went up and gave our lives to Christ. And from that day on, about nineteen years ago, from that day on, we hadn't looked back. So when I hear people say that they or hear about people walking away from the faith or backs or whatever. And, and, and again, I'm not, um, I, I just don't understand it. Because once I receive that total forgiveness of sin and that release of the condemnation that was on me before I received the good news, I can't imagine going back. I can't. I, how could... It, it's... Now... You know, again, it, it's, um, and we'll get to that. It's, it's not that there's any, I'm per, uh, perfected yet. I'll be perfect when I see him. And I look forward to that day. But I just can't see living a life without that, uh, with that condemnation. And if it says here, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are not walking according to flesh, but according to the Spirit. Um, I'm going to, let's turn uh, to the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, very familiar scripture to a lot of you. And as I just uh, shared with you, it's not the scripture that I got saved on. So I got saved on the wrong scripture and it still worked. <laughs> so let's turn to John chapter 3, John three sixteen. A lot of what I, there's also some other three sixteen scriptures that are very good. It's, um, it's amazing. It seems like that's a good address. You can go through the scriptures, every book of the Bible, go to 316. They're all, well, the whole book is good, obviously, but um, some scripture better than others. But John 316, and again, when I was a new believer, that I only heard a portion of this scripture, which is, is the good news part. So we started, we started John chapter 3, verse 16. Um, and it goes, we could probably say it without looking down, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And sometimes, amen, hallelujah, and, and, and sometimes we'll hear 17 as well, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But if we keep reading, that's all great. That's great news, not good news. And uh, good news, the gospel, is that translated means good news. And, but verse 18 says, he who, he who believes in him is not condemned. Again, confirming what we read in Romans. He's not, you're not condemned. You believe in him. Uh, but here's the bad news. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and do, does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they may be done, that they have been done by God. 
So there's going to be something I want to highlight too is everyone practicing evil hates the light. Um, Practicing is used a lot, at least in this translation. And and, and, um, practicing to me means a, a lifestyle of a willing participation in uh, a, um, I don't know, practice makes perfect, so maybe they're trying to be perfect in this evil or this activity or whatever, but something that I think in studying for this that was highlighted was practicing is a little different than, um, and we'll get to some other scriptures that will highlight that, a little different than um, stumbling in and, and what have you. So, um, um, one thing I want to point out, and uh, okay, disclaimer: this is going to be opinion. It's not. It's it's not the word of God. Um, John three sixteen uh, through twenty one. Um, does anybody know? Who spoke those words were written? John three sixteen through twenty one. Who the author is? Jesus. Jesus. If you got a red letter Bible, it'll be in red. And um, it, it, the way I look at it, a lot of my Bible is highlighted and stuff, but the red letters it's already highlighted for you. It's the Son of God speaking, so it's kind of redundant when you take a highlighting marker and, and highlight the red letters. You know, Jesus spoke them. They're pretty important. All of the word is good. All of the word is important, but um, things stand out. But uh, here, here's where, where um, something I'd like to share that works for me, and I'm not saying that this is a right or a wrong way or whatever, but when, when I study the word or when I go to hear someone preach the word of God, I bring, I bring this book here, the pages. Um, and, and I do this for a couple of reasons is because if the pastor shares something that really, um, or really the Lord uses the pastor to speak something to me at a time where uh, in my life that really uh, ministers to me, right there, uh, not only do I typically highlight it, I'll put, I may put a date, I may put a notation. Oh, and I, I write in my Bible. I was, I was brought up, this is the Holy Bible. This is the Holy Bible. You wouldn't put you wouldn't you wouldn't put this piece of paper on top of that Bible because that's the Holy Bible. That's what I was taught. But guess what? It was so holy we never even opened it or read from it. How holy is that? The Scripture is what's holy. These pages are not. These pages are what the Word is printed on. You can write in your Bible. I encourage you to get one if you don't have one. I encourage you to write in it. Take notes in it. Take notes. Um, my Bible, i got to clean it out periodically because I end up with so much stuff outside of it. But And then, guess what? When the Lord wants to, to, to remind you of that word, it's not hidden. It, you, you, can, you can find it. Cause, and, and I like to take this one because my wife is not the same because... John 3 is 16 is not on the right hand side right here it's somewhere else because she doesn't have the right Bible <laughs> but anyway um, so anyway just some encouragement um, there's no right or wrong way 
if you can figure it out, when we got saved some 19 or so, some years ago, smartphones, we, we didn't, we had, this is, I'm old school, we had Bibles, we didn't have iPads and, and iPhones and Bible apps. Oh, here's a good time to plug it. If you do want a Bible app, Blue Letter Bible, go ahead, you can take out your electronic devices now, go ahead and download the app, Blue Letter Bible, awesome way to um, get commentaries and to get um, just an awesome Bible study, you can, it, it has it, that's the only, that's my approved uh, version, um, you can hear uh, audio commentaries, read, uh, read verbal commentaries from various um, men of God, all, I, I endorse it, if that means anything. Um, anyway, so back to the facts, which is the word. Another good um, 316 verse, I'll tell you there's a bunch of them. Uh, you don't have to turn there if you want, don't want to, but you can. Uh, it's, it's 2 Timothy 316 and 17. Um, and it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, confirming what I said, all, the whole Bible is good. It's all inspired by God. Uh, the red letters, that's why, again, I encourage you to get a Bible. If you get one, red letter Bible is my recommendation too, so you can know at least when um, when they're the words of the Son of God, uh, it's like I, I, I thought of it this way: if you if I were if you were in a meeting, you know, with the top executives of of, of your company or whatever, and the founder or the brand, you know, the 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 guy who actually did it, who who actually uh, accomplished this great thing, if he were in that meeting when he spoke, you'd probably st- You'd you'd probably listen to him more than the the guy from the mail room. You know what I'm saying? So not that er- everybody's got important contributions, but that's the way um, there used to be a old. There's probably maybe a few that are old enough to know. There used to be a uh, financial uh, advisor or something, E.F. Hutton. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. The commercial was, uh, oh well, my broker's E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says. In the room, we get quiet because everyone wants to know what E.F. Hutton said. Anyway, everybody wants to know what Jesus said. Okay, you should want to know what Jesus said. You should want to know what Paul said. You should want to know everybody else. But when Jesus talks, anyway, Second Timothy says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, so that we. So, um, I can read scriptures and I'll have notes on particular sections of scripture and and I will be getting uh, maybe correction. And that same scripture can do something because the the word of God is alive. The same scripture can do, can correct me one time and it can, uh, it can be, um, it can exhort, it can encourage. Um. So that's why I don't just read it one time and don't read it again. Oh, yeah, I read that scripture. It has, it has more every time you read it. At least for me, it does. So, um, and keep in mind that, that this 
is what it says equips you for every good work. It doesn't say, you know, I know that there's a lot of good books out there. There's good videos. There's good programs and whatever. But none of them can thoroughly equip you for every good work like the Word of God is. Okay? So, um, where are we at here? Oh, um, good news, bad news. Good news, good news is there's a heaven, and all of us in all of us all of us who have trusted in Jesus for our salvation are going to be there. Amen. Hallelujah. Bad news is there's a hell, and the people that don't trust Jesus as their Lord and Savior and, and think it's and it says the gospel it's foolishness to those who are perishing. We read that this morning in in the leaders prayer meeting. Um and some of us, a lot of us, I know I do, have family that if something doesn't change, that's where they're going. And um and when I yes. But when I got saved I thought, okay, you know, read a, Lord's coming back for His people. I'm like, okay, Lord, you can come back now. I'm good. Um, but it didn't take long before I realized, wow, wait a minute. You know, that's me, my wife, but what about my family? And so we, um, we have a heart for evangelism, a heart for evangelizing those who are perishing because um, either they've never heard the good news or they think they don't need the good news. And maybe they don't think they need the good news because they haven't been given the bad news. <laughs> the alternative is, oh, that, you know, I've heard from my family. That's, I'm glad for you. It's, I'm glad that works for you. But I march to the beat of a different drummer or, you know, um, that's not for me and whatever. So hell's for you? Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's not a um, that's a bad drummer to march to. Um, good news is there's light in this world. Bad news is there's darkness. There's absence of light. Is darkness, and so um, we've been through a couple of different seasons where we just stay away from the darkness. Keep you know stay away from the darkness and. We're light and, and whatever, but the light penetrates the darkness. Amen. The light prevails. We're, there's no fe- we, we don't have to. Fe- now, you have to be wise um, and not foolish, but we don't have to fear the darkness. We have the light, and we need to to um, we need to gather all of us together, and we make an awesome, awesome, really bright light. But we're also called to go out and minister the gospel and to be lights, not hide them under a bushel when we're not here. It's, it's for more than this. It's for more than this. We're supposed to shed, share the light and go into the darkness and bring those people out of darkness. How, how will they know? How will they know? And so um, the Lord really broke my heart, broke our heart for the lost. And... Um, you know, typically I'll have an initial reaction with somebody who's not saved, and it's usually like, um, it's usually, it's, 
usually a sinful reaction is self-righteousness and ooh, away from me, you sinner, you know. Uh, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like him, that, you know. Uh, and, and I admit that, and I, re, and I, I repent of that. And usually um, before I, I drive off or whatever it is, um, uh, pray for them, and, 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 and the Lord calls them to remembrance sometimes weeks later or whatever. And, uh, and, and sometimes it's a matter of regretting, you know what, you should have shared the God, you should have, you should have done something instead of just, you know, get away from me, or, or you know, uh, I don't have time for you. And so um, I'm trying to be more sensitive to opportunities. My wife is a lot better than, than, than I am at, at that kind of stuff. She makes provisions for people like that. Oh, when that happens, I'll get, I've already have a track for them and a... Um, uh, she has like um, gift cards to eating places and stuff because I try to tell her don't give them don't give them my money. <laughs> they say they want food, give them some food. So she said, okay, well I'll give them something that they can't spend on anything but food. So, um, but the Lord's working on me. I am compassionate, um, but initially I have to work on that. It doesn't come naturally. It's the Lord in me that that does that but really when 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 we have to realize that the 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 heart of the problem is they don't have jesus when somebody offends us um that is unsaved they're gonna do that that's what they do jesus said you think you know they're gonna hate you for my name's sake they're not gonna treat you not they're not gonna go oh you're a christian you know um, it's a little different when it comes from a believer, and I'll, I'll hopefully I'll, I'll get to that. But um, the, the, the heart of the matter is they, they have that dead spirit that I had when, like we were talking about at the beginning. They, um, they haven't been born again. All things have not be, become new. So um, they, there is uh, an excuse. And so, so we start thinking about, oh, well, let's pray that this will happen, that will happen, whatever. Pray that they would have an encounter with God and be saved, and then all of that stuff will happen. You don't have to pray all the mother prayers. Don't pray that they would, you know, do all these things. They'd be nicer people, whatever. They'd be. Listen, when I got saved, I became a nicer person. Uh, trust me. Y'all are like, whoa, it must have been bad. Cause look at you now. Um, totally di- all the. I mean, different person, different behavior. All things became new. Trust me. All things. I was able to. It was just like that. Just like a huge reset button, and and uh, I didn't have to answer for all that stuff. Um, and the way I, I, but I, but I have to answer for everything since then. Um, but a uh, couple of other good news, bad news, good, evil. Good news is good. Bad news is evil. The good news or the good thing is uh, spirit. The new spirit. I became born again. My spirit became new. My body didn't. Unfortunately, it's still uh, deteriorating. And, but it says we're going to get new bodies, so we're looking forward to that day. Um, amen. Glorified bodies. Um, I think it's going to be better than my 20-year-old body. Sorry, Jared. I mean, I'm looking forward to for that one. <laughs> Although I was good looking at 20, trust me. <laughs> Got a couple of laughs here. I told you would be entertaining. Kyle said, uh, oh, you're speaking today? I I'll, I'll better get some coffee. I said, oh, I don't think you'll fall asleep. At the very least, it would be entertaining. Um, <laughs> so, um, when, 
when I give the when I give the good news to an unbeliever, whether it be John, you know, three sixteen through eighteen, God so loved the world, you know, he did something, whatever, and they um they reject it or they say no thanks, it's not for me, then I give them the bad news. And then and then it's it's off it's I mean I've had to do this um, with my family and then I had to tell them you know your blood's not on my hands it's I've administered the gospel to you I've given you the good news and I've allowed you to make I'm not to make your own decision and now it's out of my hands I did what I was supposed to do now if I wouldn't have given you the gospel because I'm scared you're gonna be offended or I don't want you to to disown or you know whatever then that's a different story but if if I do what I'm supposed to do now it's on you and you you know you make the decision and uh it's up to you you've been given the good news and the bad news um and I feel like it goes along with what what um what Kyle uh preached on um a couple of weeks ago that you know we misrepresent God. There's um, yes, he, there's not two different guys. There's not the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament, and there's not. He's the same. He's the same. He's the same God that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now he waited until Lot. He removed, waited until um, the the righteous were removed. But he just. I mean, he's not. He's a God of wrath. He doesn't play around. When Israel rejected. Um, you know, rejected his prophets and rejected uh, what he was speaking directly to them. He um, he dealt with them. He used um, he used ungodly nations to bring judgment on his people. It's not that he quit loving them. He loved them so much he had to he had to bring judgment on them. Now we're under grace and and and, and everything, but we need to not not like sugarcoat. God and 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 act like he's not to be feared or revered or or um respected or um like oh well I mean we're under we're not under the law we're we're under grace and uh you know that doesn't apply to me um let's uh let's if you would like to follow along it's going to be second peter 3 9 but and you you thought I was going to say 16 right <laughs> It's probably a good scripture, Willie. We can look at it while we're there. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine. You know, and God is not what. Well, this is a cover. Of this God. God is not. He wants everybody to hear the good news and to respond to it. He wants there to be a heaven full of His every human being that was ever that ever uh, walked the earth. He wants everybody to be here. He doesn't. He does not. He doesn't want any to perish. That's what Second Peter um, chapter three verse nine says: "The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us." Thank you. Not willing that any should perish. So it's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So again, I kind of go backwards when I do scripture. So He doesn't wish that any should perish but all should come to repentance. So without repentance, you'll perish. So I heard, uh, well, actually, it's kind of a secondhand story. I heard from a pastor that he, he was...
speaking to someone. They said they were Christian, not one of them born-again Christians, just a Christian. So, how does that work? <laughs> Without repent, so he was a non-repentant. He, no, that doesn't work that way. So, I'm sure he. Uh, I know him personally, so I'm sure he let him straighten him out. But uh, it's not the Lord's will that any should perish. If he had his way, everybody'd be there. But there's got something. There's got to be a price paid for 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 sin. And so all we got to do is accept that price. But he's not willing any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So without repentance, without repentance, you'll perish. And uh, again, I think that, you know, I, I, I listen more and more. Um, I think the problem with the church, the, the, the Christian church, not, not the bridge, the problem with the church is that the the message is based on the wrong thing. It's based on keeping people from walking out in the middle of the service and um, and keeping people from being uncomfortable. We want them to be comfortable. We want to, you know, we want to. They do everything, decorate the right way. They 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 give the right scriptures. They 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 won't give any offense. Oh well, you know. Somebody might be offended if I tell them, let's not talk about, oh, that's blood, that's bloody. Let's not get bloody. Let's just have a clean sermon about how wonderful God is. He's in heaven with a smile on His face, looking down and just so happy with, with, with what we're doing and how good we're doing. And, and, and um, oh, that, you know, I, my son died for the, you're forgiven. You're forgiven, go on. And, you know, and that's... Um, that's a misrepresentation. Repentance has to be preached. If you don't hear about repentance, how will you even... If you don't hear what God expects from you, how will you comply? If you're not open to what He's asking of you, then then maybe you're not born again. Maybe you're one of those Christians, but not a born-again Christian, which is, <laughs> which is um, non-existent. It's maybe a, I don't know. Well, of course, all of, uh, well, I don't know what the percentage of America is so-called Christian, so we have to be careful. Um, but God, God's a loving Father, and He, and, and, and there's a sonship that happens um, when we become, we become sons of, uh, 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 and daughters of God when we accept His Son, Jesus, and now we're, we're um, he's our spiritual father. He's God the Father. And um, when we mess up, he's not like, oh, look how cute, you know, Stephen is. You know, he, he's messing up, but he's a good kid. He's my son or whatever. It, it's not that way. And that's not how I am with my kids. I give them everything. I equip them. I set them up for success. And when they fail, it breaks my heart. And when we fail, it breaks God's heart. It's not he doesn't quit loving us. I never quit loving my kids. I don't I don't I don't withdraw my love from them. In fact, that's when they receive most of my love is after a real big mess up. That's when they need me most and that's when they're welcomed in my arms and that's when they receive 
That's when they feel more love than anything, not when they're doing everything great. But we need to, <coughs> we need to um, try to prevent from breaking God's heart. Um, bear with me. See, I'm trying to swallow my I'm trying to be. But, um, yeah, he equips us for every good work. We have everything we need to live. Listen, we have everything we need to live uh, a righteous, holy life. Not to live... Um, we're still in the flesh. The flesh battles against the spirit. But we've been born again spiritually. But our flesh still wants its way. Our flesh still wants everything. Um, it wants to be fulfilled. Okay? So our spirit is at, at war. But when we believe the word and when, when we have it, we're equipped. What is that? So I'm going to go back to that scripture. If I can find it. Okay, I can't. We're equipped equipped for every good work. And so, um, we're equipped to live, to be men and women of integrity, to be, to say no to uh, what's not right, to... um, you know, to not give in to temptation. Um, and so I think sometimes as a result of um, of not preaching repentance and not preaching righteous and holy living, that we preach that um, are we here? It's, it's all been paid for. It's all under the blood. And it is. I'm not saying it's not. Everything, my mistakes that I'll my that I'll fall into or or, or um, stumble in will be forgiven. They're already forgiven before I've even done them. They're all paid for. They're all under the blood. But that doesn't make that doesn't mean it didn't cost anything. Just because it's paid for, I. I buy, uh, I got, I'm the sole provider, of, I have five children, and I buy all the groceries, and drinks, and electricity, and water, whatever, so they're all paid, of course, my kid, to my kids, they're all paid for, and sometimes they act like it didn't cost anything, just because they paid for it doesn't mean it didn't cost anything, it cost somebody something, it cost me, it cost, cost their their uh, earthly father. And so I get offended when I see food thrown away or stuff get left out and go bad and things wasted or lights left on or the door and all the air conditioning going out into the neighborhood. And it offends me because even though it's paid, they see it as paid for and they they treat it as if it didn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything, does it? And so, that's how we treat our sins. It's paid for. It didn't cost any. It did. Yeah. It cost. It cost him his only begotten son. And 
if that doesn't break if if that doesn't break your heart when you when you mess up when you when you fall into some kind of sin and and are ready to repent which should happen and it doesn't break it doesn't um cause you to to react or to to um want to make it right or to repent then um I don't know that you you understand what what it costs. You fully fully understand the good news and the bad news that it costs him everything. And um, and what it does to me, I don't know. It's maybe it's how the Lord deals with me. It 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 um it makes me feel like I'm personally plucking his beard out. Like it's uh, like it's me hitting him on, over the head with a stick. Because mm. in reality, it is. That's what your sin's doing. It's our sin that crucified that that put him on the cross, but he did it willingly. That's how much he loves you. And if you won't stop doing, the things that caught him to be beaten beyond recognition, then you don't love him. You don't. How could you love him? How could you claim? How could you claim to love somebody and, and do that? That's not um that's not how it works. Uh so um anyway um when we when we're faced with um decisions in life um I think we should really uh count the cost and and by that I mean don't count the co- don't don't count what it's costing you count the cost that's as Americans we well okay well what's it going to cost me well what's it going to cost somebody else why we never think of that it's always just what is it going to cost me well it's not going to cost me anything okay leave the door open you know let or whatever it doesn't cost you anything just because just because it's paid for just because it doesn't cost you anything doesn't mean it didn't cost anyone anything so when you make decisions. Count the cost. Count all the cost. Because there are a lot more people that are affected by your decisions than just you. And uh, it's very selfish to just consider yourself. And what I, t- what, what I suggest is count what it costs Jesus. If somebody asks you, you know, I mean, if you, I mean, people say, oh, if I was alive in his time, I'd have been, you know, I'd have defended, you know, the Peter They'd be the Peter with the sword, you know. I'd be there. Jesus would have been lucky to have me as a disciple. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know what you can do? You can't be there. We, you were born for such a time as this. You can, uh, you can lessen the blow. You can lessen the amount of blows. Make the right decision. Don't add another. Don't add another um, strike. Another lashing to his back or another. Don't. Um, 
It's too late. He already went to the cross for you. But uh, let's uh, let's count the cost and remember what it cost him. Well, it looks like I'm out of time. Still had a couple of pages notes and scriptures to go, but that'll be for another time if Pastor allows me to come back and speak to you. So uh, let's pray. Lord, Lord, I, I pray that, um, Lord, your word would do all that it's supposed to. Lord, reprove, correct, equip us for every good work. Lord, but we would particip- be willing participants to, to do the good works that you called us to do. Lord, that we would count the cost when, when making daily decisions, Lord. And we would remember to count all the costs, count uh, what it costs people around us, but more so what, what it costs um, what it costs just so that we can be forgiven and, and our sins can be um, overlooked because we can't we would never be able to, to enter the presence of God without our sins being washed. So we don't take that lightly, Lord, and we, we, we vow to uh, not only not take it lightly, but take it more seriously and think of it and share it with people and, and um, be willing to give an account um, for all that we do. And, and Lord, um, when we do stumble, when we do fall, when we do mess up because we're here and still in this flesh Lord may we repent immediately Lord repentance is the only the only response to our sin that's all the only acceptable the only required action on our behalf. So Lord, we just pray that we would be um, receptive to your, to your voice when that's what you're asking us for. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have some time if uh, a ministry if you are, um, if you do need prayer about anything, and I mean anything, um, our team will be up here. If you need, we already prayed for those to receive healing. Um, if you don't have a relationship, if you don't know what I'm talking about, come up here and talk to me some more. If you don't have a relationship, a lot of times we assume that everybody comes into a church has understood and received Jesus. Um, we don't want to. We don't want you to leave without an opportunity to do that um, and receive salvation and, and to be able to rejoice, knowing that the, there's no condemnation any longer from this day forward. And uh, anything else. Just come up here. See us. Thank you.